Blog Talk Radio. Pedro lives out of the Wilshire Hotel. He looks out a window without glass. The walls are made of cardboard. Newspapers on his feet, and his father beats him because he's too tired to beg. He's got nine brothers and sisters. They're brought up on their knees. It's hard to run when a coat hanger beats you on the thighs. Pedro dreams of being older and killing the old man, but that's a slim chance. He's going to the boulevard. He's gonna end up on the dirty boulevard. He's going out. To the dirty boulevard, he's going down. To the dirty boulevard, this room costs two thousand dollars a month. You can believe it, man. It's true. Somewhere a landlord's laughing till he wets his pants. No one dreams of being a doctor or a lawyer or anything. They dream of dealing on the dirty boulevard. Give me your hungry, you're tired, you're poor. I'll piss on them. That's what the Statue of Bigotry says. Your poor huddled masses, let's flood them to death. And get it over with and just dump them on the boulevard. Get them out. On the dirty boulevard. Going out. To the dirty boulevard. They're going down. On the dirty boulevard. Going out. Bright night, there's an opera at Lincoln Center. Movie stars arrive by limousine. The Cleveland lights shoot up over the skyline of Manhattan, but the lights are out on the mean streets. A small kid stands by the Lincoln Tunnel. He's selling plastic roses for a party. The traffic's backed up to 39th Street. The TV whores are calling the cops out for a suck. And back to Wilshire, Pedro sits there dreaming. He's found a book on magic in a garbage can. He looks at the pictures and stares up at the cracked ceiling. At the count of three, he says, I hope I can disappear. And fly, fly away from this dirty boulevard. I want to fly, yeah. From the dirty boulevard, I want to fly. From the dirty boulevard, I want to fly, 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 fly. From the dirty boulevard, I wanna fly away. I wanna fly, fly, fly away. I wanna fly, fly, fly away. Fly, fly. What a great song. Just wanted to make sure everything wasn't muted. Um, welcome to a special edition of the Indie Cafe on the Red Velvet Media Network. And that was Dirty Boulevard. And that is a subject we are going to be talking about Lou Reed with Aiden um, Levy, who just wrote a new book, or, or the book has been out for a little bit. And I actually have read it, and it's 
pretty a pretty great it's a pretty amazing book and it's Louis Dirty Boulevard and um we have both Aiden and I have my co-host from New York um Spencer Drake in the chat room or actually in the studio I've out, uh, opened the chat room I'm sorry I'm a little backwards here today I have opened the chat room and also wanted to let everyone know if they'd like to call in and they have either anything they would like to talk to myself or Spencer or my guest, Aiden, um, you may call 347-677-1036. And do know that if you do decide to go into the chat room, and the chat room is open, you do need to create an account, however. I know there was a lot of interest in people that wanted to be listening to this live. So if you are listening live, I would like to listen to this again afterwards. It will be available on iTunes and on Red Velvet Media Blog Talk Radio immediately afterwards on the player as a download as a podcast. Everyone out there today, we want to wish everyone a happy Veterans Day. And um, so this has been a very heavy week, a lot of changes, and we just want to move forward into the future and be positive and hopeful. And with that, let me bring everyone into the studio. And let's get into this amazing book that um, we've been gifted with um, to the world. And if you haven't picked it up, it is available. And I'm going to have Aiden give that out a little bit. Aiden's a pretty cool guy. He's actually, I see that he's also working now on a bio on tenor saxophonist and composers or Sonny Rollins. So Wow, and he also plays a saxophone, so he uh pretty rounded out career here. Are you there, Aiden? I'm here. Thank you for having me. Oh, great. Thank you so much for being there. And Spencer, are you there? Yes, I am. How you doing, guys, uh, women? Yay. <laughs> I'm so happy mm. everybody's here. Okay, cool. So listen, you know, like today's Veterans Day, and I just want to wish everyone out there that has done service for us and um, is here and... In the next place, thank you so much for giving us what we have right now and what we've had so far with the privilege of being able to live in, um, live how we have so far. And again, like I said, this was a very heavy week. And uh, let's just be positive and move forward into the future. And let's talk to Aiden about his amazing book, uh, Lou Reed's Dirty Boulevard, and what made him decide to write this and little bit about that and Spencer I know you've got some history with this and we're expecting hopefully a call today um, from a surprise guest that is very close to and and near and dear to this project and um, let's let's just move forward and I'm sure Spencer and I Spencer has a lot of questions too and uh, we just want to ask I'd like to know personally what was your um, what was your you know, draw to writing a book on Lou because we've had we've done a lot of things on Lou. Yeah, and and I, I've I've definitely heard um, a lot of that. And uh, thank yeah. you. Um, that, that's You're really been just terrific. Um, but yeah, as far as my draw goes, well, first I just want to say um, thank you for for playing Dirty Boulevard. That that just felt cathartic to hear. Great song, um, huh? Great song, a timeless song, song for our time. It feels mm-hmm. uh, eerily relevant this week. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, I know. Uh, just 
<laughs> what a song. Oh I know. A lot of us are really very emotional. And people ask me, how are people walking around crying? That I'm just like, you know what? Let people have their emotions. Yeah, you got, you got emotional... to work through it. Yeah. I, I want to bring in something, uh, you know, uh, for the listeners out there, Judith and I designed a New York album, Magic and Loss, uh, with Sylvia Reed, and we have a lot to play in this program, actually, in some way, uh, involved with Aiden's life with this book. Um, this awesome. book, Dirty Boulevard, to me, um, is uh, a, a New York uh, song, and a New York album was meant to be that album of New York for Lou and mm-hmm. I think what what I what I always got from the song was the real grit of New York you know he mm-hmm. the lyrics right so that's an important thing to know um about Lou in some way and then Aiden can follow up with this uh you know about um yeah what the song meant you chose you know? to write the book yeah yeah, yeah exactly everything yeah, well, so I, mean, I know that you had to do a lot of. You probably had a lot had a lot to a lot of uh, research to do on this because he lived so many. I mean, no, from just personal experience and from people that have known him, that I've known and and I know Spencer too. Just all the different timelines in his life um, that were so different, and um, you know, uh, yeah, definitely, and um, you know, just from talking to other people that I know that have personally hung out with them and Spencer's and, you know, uh, relationship with Sylvia and with, uh, you know, the other people that have been involved. It's just been, you know, this is like a really, this is just like a really important part, I think, for a lot of people to understand who Lou Reed really was. So, um, you know, to have some clarity. Yeah. um, Yeah. I, I, I hope I I tried and um as far as what drew me uh mm-hmm. to Lou Reed and to want to do this book um well I mean for starters uh, you know Dirty Boulevard the song um the blue mask um you know listening to the transformer um driving around the suburbs as a teenager uh you know the velvet underground I mean these were just all uh, formative influences for me. Sure. Um, and I, I just, uh, you know, I, I don't want to say that I, I became obsessed with it, but I definitely it wanted to know more. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to know more. And, uh, mm-hmm. I, I just, um, so that's, that's really how it started. Um, mm-hmm. And what was, what was I started researching it. Okay. Yeah, I was going to ask you what the process was. In, um, you know, 2011 or 2012, somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe a little bit earlier. And I've, prior to that, you know, I just always, you know, I, everything uh, regarding Lou Reed had always been on my radar. But um, I started kind of diving into the research Um yeah, around 2011, 2012, and it was always mm-hmm. kind of a a dream project that that I had to to do this book. Um, and I I had several ideas in mind for what form it would take, whether it would be a, a biography or a critical appreciation, 
Um, mm-hmm. And you know, it en- it ended up um, more more as a straight biography. Um, but that's yeah, that's that's essentially how it happened. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, it was uh, it was just amazing to to do all this research and to get to talk to some of the people who mm-hmm. who really knew him and to just dive into this music. Um, I, you know, I think uh, Lou Reed is a genius. I, I think he's one of the most um, important cultural figures um, of, of our time. And, uh, uh-huh. you know, I, I was hoping that, that this book could do some tribute to his legacy. Um, oh, absolutely. You know, mm-hmm. which tall, tall order. I mean, part, part of me feels like, you know, listen to the music and, and listen to the music first. Absolutely. So I sort of envision this book as maybe almost like a companion piece. If you had listened to that music, if it had been um, inspiring to you or, or influential that, you know, and you wanted mm-hmm. to learn more that, you know, you could find it here. Oh, no, absolutely. I agree with you on that one. Um, when you were redoing your research, I, and then I know Spence has some questions, a lot, I'm sure we both do. We're going to just kind of bat off each other. When you were doing your research for this book, were you surprised at some of the things that people told you? I mean, I mean, you know, you think of a person as being one way and then finding out they're this he was a very loving, compassionate person, you know, towards the very end. And there was so much talent in him all the time. And um, from people that I know that knew him, they all told me what a wonderful human being he was. He was very quiet, but also, you know, very nice to people at times. And it's just like, how is it when you were interviewing people and talking to people that you felt like, were you surprised with some of the information you were getting? Absolutely. Um, just to a certain extent, you know, uh, he had a, a reputation for, for being a little prickly. Um, mm-hmm. But whenever, whenever I, I heard that or read about that, I, I always thought, you know, like listen, listen to pale blue eyes, listen to, Heavenly Arms from the Blue Mask. I mean, this is somebody who's got untold depths that, you know, it's just, it's evident in the music and you can hear it. And from doing the research, from talking to people, um, I really discovered that he was a, a truly uh, compassionate person, you know, in, in the studio and, and outside um, on tour and elsewhere, um, you know, it's especially uh, generous to his bands um, uh-huh. who, you know, I, for most of the people I spoke to who had performed um, with Lou Reed on tour or, or um, in studio sessions, it was always just a transformative experience for them. Um, and, you know, they, they had, they had amazing stories, but um, what really stood out for me was, the emotional connection they had and the dedication to the music that he had um, and to kind of fostering talent and just to have uh, 
that that level of belief in what he was doing and that level of virtuosity as a lyricist, composer, and performer. Um, I don't know. It, it was uh, it was kind of astounding um, that I just kept discovering that um, as I did more and more research. And I think that's a side of his persona that's often overlooked. Yeah, what you were saying, Aiden, that I think Holly agrees with, when we did shows on, we've done a number of shows about Lou, um, but the musicians that would come on the show uh, in different ways, if they were on our show, you could feel the compassion for Lou, which we're talking about, or Holly knows this, right? We're both in the same area on this. The musicians were always very passionate about Lou. You know, when they were on the show, they always feel that com- compassion with him, that he there was this communication that was really unreal. So if in his real life people had a problem approaching him, and and by the way, what Holly said is really true because when we worked with him and we had a chance to meet him a number of times, he was more like a little bit distant. And as he changed his uh, private life and became more spiritual and uh, Tai Chi and got into these other things, he was really friendly. I mean, he was very friendly with us every time we met him. I couldn't, I could, it was like 180 degrees, 180 degrees, you know, uh, pointing up what Holly was saying about how he, uh, you know, how he changed in some way. He became more of, uh, you know, compassionate maybe with people, you know, going mm-hmm. that far. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, another aspect that I, I really wanted to shed light on with his book was his dedication to humanitarian projects. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. You know, in terms yes. of uh, working with amnesty, um, <clears throat> uh, conspiracy of hope tour. Um, I was able to do some research on that um, at Columbia university. They had the amnesty international archive. Um, and, you know, he really, he really uh, was committed to that. Um, and you know, he, he was a human rights advocate. Uh, so just another thing that I, I just feel like we, we need that now. Um, right. it's true. <laughs> it's true. Mm. Can, can I ask no, you, we I'm going to ask, gonna ask you a question about in the book, um, you wrote, uh, you know, Judith and I are going to be interviewed in a cream magazine where we said this ties in with it. Um, and um, Lester Bangs, and apparently Lester mm-hmm. really, really looked up to Lou, right? Could you go on into that, Aiden? Um, yeah, they, you know, he, I think, um, idolized him, uh, but they also had somewhat of a contentious relationship. I think he also felt that he could, um, you know, kind of hold him in check or hold him accountable um, for, you know, his artistic choices. Um, and I think for the most part, uh, Lester Bangs was um, a tireless champion of of, uh, of Lou and his music. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, they they had definitely some some memorable encounters and, and interview sessions that would uh, kind of go well into the night. And you know, in the uh, in the seventies. Of course, uh, Banks um, passed away, if I recall, in, in 1981. Um, but yeah, Lester Bangs, uh, kind of uh, self-professed the greatest rock critic of all time, and, and possibly, possibly that that is true. 
Um, his yeah. style has uh, certainly influenced um, a whole generation of music critics. Uh, he transcended genre. Um, you know, he, he could he could write about rock, uh, but he also would, uh, you know, delve into classical sometimes, um, including metal machine music, if we want to um, say that that's classical. It is to a certain extent. Um, yeah. But also, also jazz. Um, so, yeah, Lester Bangs, I think, shared that also with Lee Reed, that they had very uh, Catholic tastes, um, Catholic in terms of mm-hmm. just diverse, you know, they just absorbed all um, forms of music, and they, you know, I think would subscribe to the uh, belief that really there are two kinds of music, the good and the bad. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's you, uh, really interesting. You go through the uh, book, uh, the albums. I like the way you do that. You Can train you guys hear me? Progression of the albums, you know, lose albums. Can you guys hear me? Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. Oh, okay, I wasn't sure if you could hear me or not. I kept getting cut out. I'm sorry. I apologize. I didn't mean to interrupt. Go ahead, oh, so, I wanted to ask questions. Yeah, when you're okay, done. can I just go through that question? And go on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, go, go. I, I got, uh, I got cut out. I didn't hear you. Oh, yeah. The transgression of the albums, uh, Aiden. You, you do. You go through this progression of his albums, which is very interesting. Um, Transformer, you know, all of them, Berlin. Um, mm hmm. And uh, I'm glad you brought that into the book. You know what I mean? Uh, the, the progression in his life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, it was it was a uh, a critical choice as I began the project to um, obviously I would include the albums, but how would I treat them? Was the question, and would there be interpretation? Um, that's a question that, that any biographer will have to consider, you know, is it the biographer's role to interpret the work? If so, should the interpretation ever be biographical? That's a slippery slope for biography. Um, you know, Mm -hmm. and especially with Lou Reed, I think that people had a tendency to, um, analyze his music and interpret his lyrics as though there was a one-to-one relationship to his life, which, which was not the case. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, but so I viewed um, part of the project was, you know, as uh, attempting to demystify some of that and kind of uh, when I could decouple the lyrics, the poetry from the life itself. Um, So, you know, as with any artist, um, you know, does does the life inform the work? Of course, but I think that people need to remember. You know, the uh, the work is not the life. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. I did go through and I did try to uh, shed light on each album. I tried to offer some interpretation. Um, I also tried to, um, you know, uh, really illuminate the uh, the production process for these, um, including the album art. So I, you know, I really wanted to showcase that because um, he he really valued, um, his, you know, a, a, a strong visual aesthetic. Um, yeah. The New York album, the Magic and Moss album, these are these have iconic album art um, mm-hmm. and just really evocative. Um, 
And I, I did want to ask you, Spencer, um, about about that work, and uh, you, you know the the decision to use the uh, the Versailles image. But um, I guess to start off, I, I really I'm, I'm curious um, about the typography, and on that album, um, you have uh, Lou Reed in New York crisscrossing. Uh, but first of all, just how did how did you settle on a on? Well, that on a that was my thing. Uh, the typography area, you know, uh, it starts off where, uh, Syl- you know, we work with Sylvia. So Sylvia said, that, "Well, Lou has this idea, so this photograph," and that's how it started with the old Versailles photograph of these group of men. And then Wearing Abbott uh, shot Lou different ways, uh, and, and I was the gr- and it was grouped together in. Uh, at that time, it was amazing because they had computer. They had just started computer on separation, so I could really work on, on formulating and putting this image together. I spent a lot of time. But the typography was interesting because, you know, I, that was a strong point, Judith and I. But I wanted, first of all, I wanted to pick Lou Reed. I didn't want, a, I wanted an outline typeface so that you see the inside of the letters so that mm. you actually, people don't know this, that's like most people wouldn't do that. They pick a flat letter, they spread it across. I said, no, 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 I'm going to pick an outline letter so you can see that wall. I mm. want the wall seen as much as possible. That's the real reason. And then on the side, subtly, New York is, I picked some handwritten face, so it looked kind of like a graffiti, but not quite, and sort of subtly like transparent, but yet you could read it. You know, so mm-hmm. that that was that the typeface that I used throughout the album. I picked Times Roman, and that why I picked that was Times Roman is a very like newspaper face, and I felt that gave some of the feeling of that raw feeling, you know, the newspaper and you know that whole thing. So I that uh, so that was a typeface. I, I kind of like re- did the whole type area, and and Sylvia and Judith and I sort of work with the other creations, the other parts of the album. Um, you know, like Magic and Lost is totally different. It has, and I'm glad you brought that in, by the way, describing these different things. Ma- Magic and Lost is like a alchemy symbols. Uh, mm-hmm. Now Judith had found these alchemy symbols, and, and there's all a, tri- a tri-play there. And I picked a, a really beautiful Helvetica extra light typeface for the lyrics, which I thought was this, which fit into the symbols and the lightness of it mm-hmm. want any heavyweight thing going on mm. and um and by the way the new york album i think i, I talked to you about the which is interesting the uh, new york album going back the lyrics uh this is very important i don't think anybody knows this uh, lou is into e. e cummings and mm. so sylvia says to me he's into e. e cummings so what we'll do is have the lyrics run into each other not like line for line and then the first letter of every line will be in bold and that was phenomenal. And as you know, I think I spoke to you and they said, we couldn't have fit this copy unless that was running like that. But it's all a run-in. And think about it. I don't think anything's been done in an album cover design like that where you had uh, that type of format, you know, mm. of running mm-hmm. the lyrics into each other. But yet you could you can easily read it because the first letter of every line is in bold. You know, it's very interesting. But that was, that was a concept that Lou was into coming, so that flowed into that whole thing, you know. Absolutely. And, you know, just as, as a poet. Yeah. Um, I that would mean, make sense. I, I, he, he, he was brilliant. 
Um, you know, and I think that with uh, Bob Dylan recently uh, winning the um, Nobel Prize for Literature, yeah. I mean, I, I really I mm-hmm. think that kind of validates that. Not that it needs any validation, but you know, the, this is this work is is poetry. So I, I know that there was some debate um, about that, and I really just for the most like I, I respect people's opinions, but. Um, Mm-hmm. You know, this this is poetry too. Yes. Um, oh, I think I think he'll be on. I think he'll be up for some type of award on on his writing. I believe. I totally agree with you. It's poetry. Right. And um, yeah, no, it's it's very heavy. There's a lot of really, a lot of hidden messages, and I know from other people that were close to him um, that mm-hmm. uh, both Spencer and I both know, and the people that I know. He did a lot of his own personal inventory just from his own writing. Um, and you know what? I wanted to say really quickly, um, if anyone would like to call in, the number is 347-677-1036. And again, if you're tuning in late, the show will be available afterwards on iTunes. And also, um, Abe, would you give out your website where your book is so people can get it really quick? I'm not trying to get away from what we're talking about. I just want to get this out so that people can uh, get it because yeah, they're asking. You, you can get it at Amazon. You can pick it up at Barnes & Noble. Um, those are probably the awesome. easiest, or you can buy it uh, directly from my publisher, which is Chicago Review Press, um, and yeah. they, they were great. Um, I want to I thank they, her, by the way. So yes, much we got to thank sending Megan. me everything. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm doing. I want to thank her. That was my next um, thing that I wanted to do because she was very, very thorough in getting all the information into me. And I want to say to everyone in the chat room, thank you so much for listening right now. We have um, a few people in the chat room, and um, I want to thank Miss Pretty who and uh, for tuning in. And uh, Miss Pretty, put some clothes on. She's texting me, whoever this is, is texting me <laughs> privately that they don't have their clothes on. Uh, okay. All right. That's good. That's why I put moderated chat on. I have no idea who it is. If you guys are screwing with me, that's, that's cool. If if you don't have any clothes on, that's cool, too. All right. So, anyway, getting back to the show. Um, <laughs> I just wanted to say everything's logged and um yeah if you think you're um you know just want to make my chain or want to talk to one of my guests call in miss pretty thank you so much for being here and uh to everyone else out there listening hey holly i want to bring up something uh you know yeah go for it we all we all lost somebody that Holly and I and I'm sure Hayden uh, Leonard Cohen and why I'm bringing mm-hmm. this in um, is that he was a writer and a poet and um, yeah Judith and I were yeah Judith and I were fortunate to design for him on CBS International which was an honor mm. but but the thing is about him why I want to bring it in I think is a very strong point is that Lou they are both like that type of feeling although they're different. You know what I mean? Uh, Lou was a great, like a poet writer, and then, and of course, Leonard was like that. You know, so when he unfortunately died, you know, it hit me about both of them for some reason. Uh, Aiden, is that a point, or you know, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Um, and they, well, I, first of all, I, I just want to say I, I, 
I was, I'm just so um, bummed about Leonard Cohen. Yeah. Um, you know, I thought, I thought this week couldn't get any harder. And then <laughs> we, we lost Leonard Cohen. Um, yeah. Yeah. But uh, such a spiritual uh, lyricist and, and, and poet. Um, and I think he, he shares that with Lou Reed. Um, uh-huh. <clears throat> but uh, no, what, Leonard Cohen, uh, you know, I, I, I don't even have words right now. I haven't even processed um, the, the loss of Leonard Cohen. Um, yeah, exactly. I think there's a lot of things that we're not able to process this week. I think that <laughs> yeah. a lot of people are very... No, I think yeah, a lot of people good. are very tongue-tied. I, I, can hear, I can hear the hesitation in your voice, Aiden. Um, you know, on a lot of things, it's like, um, you know, for me, another thing I wanted to bring up was that you are a musician yourself. So for you doing a book about another musician, right. and then you're also working on your current project, I believe, which is on Sonny Rollins. Um, how was this for you? Um, just, you know, being, and you also are, um, are you there? Yes, I'm sorry. Hello? Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. and you're also in English and, um, comparative literature at Columbia University. So you're a student there. So that's kind of cool, you know, coming with all this. I mean, how long did it take for you to write this book? That's what I want to know. Oh, yeah. Hmm. It's. It's tough for me to say exactly how long, but from start to finish, really about three years. Mm. Wow. Um, and then, you know, I said there was some research uh, prior to that. Um, but full time, about a, a year and a half. But, uh, you know, I, that, I, what I mean by that is working, you know, probably somewhere between. Uh, 12 and 16 hours a day. Um, so yeah, it did become kind of a monumental effort, um, which, uh, you know, was, was really a privilege just to be able to, to dive into, into the world of Lou Reed, um, and, and live there for a while. Um, my, my cat's, I don't know how they felt better. They definitely listened to, <laughs> to more Lou Reed than I think any cats have ever. <laughs> but uh, I, I like to think that, you know, that uh, it helped them. I mean, were you, you listening to, to... – I'm sorry. Go I was going to ask, was he listening to Lou Reed when you were younger? What kind of music were you listening to? What influenced you? Uh, by, uh, Lou, uh, Lou Reed's music or other – Influences. Well, what uh, what music were you listening to as you were growing up, and what made you um, decide? What, were you listening to a lot of Lou Reed, and then you just were processing it? But what were you listening to um, as a as a young adult? And then what are you currently listening to? <clears throat> <laughs> um, okay, so other other than Lou Reed, um, I always listen to a lot of jazz. Um, mm-hmm. I, I am a saxophone player. So, you know, uh, John Coltrane, um, Miles Davis, Charlie Parker is kind of what I got started on. Um, Billy Holiday, uh, Sarah Vaughn, Duke Ellington. Um, but uh, then 
well, I, I was a child of the '90s, first of all. So one one of the first albums I bought um, was uh, Rage Against the Machine, Evil Empire. Um, I, I remember this very well, um, and soon after that, when I was very um, still very young, I, I discovered Lou Reed um, and the Velvet Underground. Uh, Transformer was still on the regular rotation. Um, on uh, Hartford radio stations. Um, that's where, that's where I grew up. And, um, I just, I, I just really connected to it. Um, and so let's see if I can tell you what I'm listening to now. Um, kind of, kind of a bit over the map, but, um, I've definitely been uh, listening to a lot of Sonny Rollins for this Sonny Rollins project. Um, I've been doing, I still listen to Lee Reed a lot. Um, I always, uh, I, I have to play the Blue Mask um, every every once in a while. Um, that's that's been consistent. Um, but let's see, I uh, listened to a lot of uh, John Zorn, uh-huh. who was a, uh, a close friend and collaborator um, with with Lou Reed. Um, I think I'm going to go and see him perform. Uh, this weekend. Um, oh, nice! With, yeah, he's playing at the Village Vanguard. Um, oh my God, that's a trip! <laughs> that's a great trip. Mm-hmm. You know the the Village the Village Vanguard is that club which uh, you know I worked on with ESP Disc in the beginning of my life, so those really heavy jazz first albums. But I remember always going down to the Village Vanguard, and you know to today that is the only club that is still there that hasn't been reformed, right? Like the Blue Note mm-hmm. has modernized and all that. But, right, you go to the Village Vanguard, you walk down there, you'll, you'll feel the, the the history, right? Whoever you're listening to in that club, I tell everybody when they ask me where to go for jazz, I say the Village Vanguard, right? That's the that's, club. Yeah. That's amazing, that's, right? That That's the place. And there are a lot of clubs, but if you've never been to the Vanguard, you, you've got to go if you get a chance. you got to go, um, right? Just as you go down those stairs, just, you know, it's kind of you're walking uh, down into the past, but also sort of you feel like you're hearing the future when you're at the Vanguard. Um, you'll, you'll hear something um, that will will really, uh, I, I hope at least, kind of change the way you think a little bit. Um, this weekend, that's what I, I hope I get to hear. It's a trio with John Zorn, oh, bassist named Christian McBride, and wow. a drummer named Milford Graves. Um and so it, it should be exciting. Um, yeah, yeah. Lou, Lou Reed did collaborate with John Zorn um, quite a bit. Um, so you know that that was another connection that I that I had, uh, and another connection between the uh, the jazz world and uh, and the rock world. Although you know I try to get past genre as much as I can. Um, I think that you know it's kind of a necessary evil when when we talk about these categories. Um, but it can get in the way of our ability to appreciate everything that's out there. Um, so yeah, I don't know if that uh, answers the question about what I'm what I'm listening to, but that, that's just a few things. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> but, 
Yeah, that's really a, amazing, you know, that you get to go to all these different things. You know, I know Spencer always talks about all the different gigs that are going on in the city, and I think that there are some really amazing venues, um, not only just in New York, just, you know, throughout the country. And, you know, sure. I think that music is something that a lot of people are doing. And, you know, there were so many tributes to Lou um, afterwards, and also with other people that very high profile people as with David Bowie and other people that had recently gone to the next place. So I think it's really important that we all just kind of like remember really what the message was really all about and um, appreciate the music for what it is. And also um, the testimonials that a lot of people have that are really beautiful about um, Lou's last times, you know, on this, earthly playing, you know, um, talking about what, how he, how he took it and with his Tai Chi, I think that's really important. Did you, did you get into any of that? Did you get to talk to any of the people that studied with him on the Tai Chi end of it? I I was not able to talk to, um, any of his, um, any of the people he worked with, um, Mm -hmm. with Tai Chi, but I did get to speak, um, with one guy from Tai Chi magazine. Um, his name was uh, Gene Ching, and um, mm-hmm. he was, if I recall correctly, the editor of Tai Chi magazine. And uh, mm-hmm. Lee Reed was on, on the cover um, of the magazine yep. once, um, which is kind of an, an amazing image. Um, but he, uh, what, what Gene told me was um, that Lou was down to earth, humble, and uh, truly um, committed to his Tai Chi practice um, mm-hmm. and to his spiritual practice um, and to meditation. Um, and that, you know, he had met a lot of people, but that Lou Reed truly impressed him uh, for his humility in that respect um, and just his dedication. So, yeah, um, my understanding is that he, uh, he practiced Tai Chi um, every day or as much he as he could. And, um, and you know what's amazing? I heard that the day he died, he was actually doing Tai Chi in the morning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was. Mm-hmm. He was doing his yeah. hand. He was doing the hand chi <sighs> yeah, signals. Mm-hmm. Yep. But you know, it's really beautiful. There were so many beautiful tributes that a lot of people did. And I know that they did one in New York and uh, that was really major. The one that they did with uh, Max of Kansas City um, mm-hmm. and the tribute that Yvonne Sewell did along with um, many musicians and a lot of other people that decided to do some things for Lou. Um, there were some things done for Lou, um, Spence, remember? Yeah, there was the. Uh, I was involved with the Max's thing with Yvonne, but then there was also mm-hmm. uh, Lincoln Center. Uh, there, there was other other events going. Uh, Lori uh, formulated an event. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, different things. Yeah, right. There were different things going on at that time um, in remembrance, you know. Um, and he'll there'll still be more, you know. I think. Yeah, yeah. No, there, absolutely. there was one just a few months ago in um, in August at Lincoln Center. Mm. You're right. Um, we were there. I was there. 
I was there with uh, Sylvia and Judith. Yeah, that one at Lincoln Center. Uh, that was really amazing. They had different things going on in different areas. And some people, well, unfortunately, it was raining that day. It was crazy. It was raining. Had a what is up. all that noise? What's all that noise? I don't know. <laughs> it sounds like someone's <laughs> going through their uh Is there a cat on the cat. phone? Is there a cat what? on the phone? Is there There's a cat, cat on the phone? I, I, I don't think so. I hear the cat. I do have cats here, but the cats are sleeping. <laughs> We're joking. <laughs> Listen, I'm getting thrown by some of these messages I'm getting from um, people um, privately, so I'm at the laugh, okay? Anyway, it doesn't really matter because I have moderated chat on. Anyway, so what I wanted to say was, um, so what are you following up with on the book? And how has, um, what I wanted to say also was, I know that your book was very well received, um and it has some really um, stellar reviews. And uh, thank you so much for sending a copy to me or having your publisher send a copy to me and my and, and to Spencer, both of us. Yeah. And anyway, Spencer, you're on one of the pages in the book, right? I'm on. Yeah, thank you, Hal. I'm on the 308. I remember the page number, 308. My name is there with mm-hmm. Sylvia. And, uh, and thank you so much, Aiden, because that means a lot to me. And you know what means a lot to me the most, and Holly, you know this, the book is well-written. It, it's a quality book, and there's nothing better for me in my life to have my name in a book that's quality written. I'm being honest about that. I just want to tell you. Because okay. we've had books. I mean, I've seen the – there's been trash books out on Lou, and let me tell you. And this is a really good book, so everybody should get mm-hmm. a book they have right? Uh, I, I, I appreciate you know, that. Um, on the uh, and, yeah no it is it's really it's 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 yeah. a very well well written book and I was really I was really happy that um, I received a copy of it and uh, I you know Lou Reed is obviously a very big subject with us as well as um, other people but Lou just had you know he's very mystifying and. Um, it's really interesting to hear about the artwork and the album cover artwork and you asking Spencer that because I know Spencer has designed some of the most amazing album covers um, for so many different people. And it's just so interesting to hear what goes into it and, you know, how, how people, how, how it was originally planned and then how it really at the end result was and, and, uh, you know, it's kind of like the kind of things that Spencer tells us whenever there's a show that there's somebody that he's worked with that you, it's kind of like a, you had to be there moment where I know he was talking about the one um, album cover that he designed with the, on the, on the, with the Ramones with Mick Rock and how they didn't want to wear their leather jackets and they ended up wearing white T-shirts and this and that and some of the stuff with Lou Reed and stuff like that. So not to get away from your book or anything like that, but um, what you, you break down all the music in your book and the different albums and the um, different things. That, or, or what's some of the other albums that you really resonated with that you really felt like really, there was a really good message in there. Um, the read albums. Um, mm-hmm. well, Absolutely. Uh New York, first of all, um, we we already heard mm-hmm. Dirty Boulevard, but um, just I think a uh, a great album to revisit um, to revisit this week's especially um, 
critiquing or pontificating on um, Reaganomics. And yeah, as you said, Spencer, the uh, the kind of grit of, of New York life, sort of a microcosm of uh, of New York City. Um, Halloween Parade, uh, yeah. Dirty Boulevard, yeah. Last Great American Whale. Um, so you, you see, uh, you see Lou Reed as an environmentalist there. Um, busload of faith, busload of faith to get by. Um, I, guess, I guess we do. Um, but yeah, the, uh, the Blue Mask, which I mentioned, I, I think it's a masterpiece um, with uh, with Robert Klein um, uh-huh. on guitar. Right. Um, those two albums, I I think, are uh, are, are really transcendent. Um, but you know, Coney Island Baby, um, Street Hassle, uh, gotta mention Transformer. Um, gotta mention that. Yeah. Gotta mention Transformer. Yeah. Um, Ber- Berlin is uh, is just shattering. Um, so I think uh, if you're if you're in a certain mood, um, yeah, g- g- give it a spin. But um, yeah, I. I but you, but you yeah. also mentioned Pale Blue Eyes, which is one of my favorites. That he, you know, P- that, Pale Blue Eyes is such a beautiful song, and I don't, um, you know, so early Velvet Underground, um, Lou Reed composition. Um, Right. A love song, uh, just kind of a beautiful ballad, um, and it's been covered um, many times, and some of them are really terrific. Um, you know, uh, I think uh, Joseph Arthur has yeah. a cover that um, I particularly liked. Yeah, it's beautiful. Um, it's beautiful. You know, Sylvia I know Joseph Clyde, Arthur, we have a... Okay, go yeah. ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say, we have a common friend, Spencer and I both do, that redid um, a lot of Lou's... Well, did a tribute to Lou and was very close to Lou towards the end of his time here um, and um, was very devastated when Lou passed on and went to the next place. And... um uh, that would be Joseph Arthur, and uh, I don't know if you've had a chance to hear in his remake of Pale Blue Eyes or anything like that. Have you heard any of his music? I, I have, yeah. Um, I, I think amazing. It, it, yeah, and uh, the whole album uh, called uh, simply Lou um, is is really worth listening to. Um, mm-hmm. Just uh, re- really beautiful um, covers or reinventions of um of a lot of these these songs um so yeah uh sort of damocles he does um satellite of love um that's that's another great rendition uh but yeah pale blue eyes is on the album and um really just a, a moving tribute um but yeah other albums that uh I particularly like um, Ecstasy. I, mm-hmm. I do. I I like the Raven. I really like the Raven. Um, and uh, finally, uh, Lulu. Actually, the the Metallica collaboration. I 
I, I, really? I kind of love that album. Yeah, that's that's um, a that's a that's a back and forth on that for me because people are really. I mean, there's so many people said he should have never done that album. You know, it's just. Uh, but you know, you have everybody has taste. You know what I mean? Everybody has their the, own. Taste. Yeah, the most polarizing album of his career after Middle Machine Music. Um, but uh-huh. you know, I, I think that uh, in time, it its critical status yeah. will, will mm-hmm. rise. Um, yeah. You know, it's it's oh, not absolutely. for everybody, but if um, you know, I I don't know. Uh, I I think it's really it's got a vision. Um, well, mm-hmm. the, the thing for me is it's a, it's like an experimentation, right? And that's what he would do. He would get into this area like who who would hook up with Metallica, you know? But Lou would because mm-hmm. he was a visionary, right? I call him we call him a visionary because he wanted to experiment. With different things, obviously he wanted to do that in that realm. I thought that's really incredible, right? Oh yeah, um, and you know, listen to Junior Dad. Um, that's um, the that closes Lulu. Um, it's it's just moving. Um, it just really it it just cuts to the core. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I feel cliche even talking about it, but it's just uh, when I when I listen to that, I don't know, it just like it transports me. Um, wow, cool. But uh, you know, it's uh, it's not for everybody, but uh, but uh, but I I like it. Um, you know, I, I tried to find um, something um, positive in in most of the albums. And the idea was that this is not meant to be a hagiography, but, you know, I, in terms of, um, any artist of his caliber, you know, I think that there is usually, uh, something of value in all the work. Um, that's not to say that I would, you know, claim that wholesale, Oh, every, you should listen to every Lee Reed album. They're, they're all just, uh, you know, that they should all be um in, in you know, your that that would be my top hundred would be all all we read. Um but uh there's some I think there is something of value in, in these albums. Um so I tried to go back and uh you know find um a song that I thought was uh really um kind of brilliant in its own way. Um on, on most of them and kind of highlight that in the book. Um, I didn't want to pull any punches um, in terms of saying, you know, well, this might not have been his very best work, but people are, are held to a high standard when, you know, when, when you reach that level. Mm-hmm. So, um, so it's, uh, but I still, I still wanted to uh, kind of go through and, and, and listen and, and not to say, Oh, you know, this album, just, just skip it. Uh, there's nothing on it. That that was never the case, as far as as far as I was concerned. You know what I wanted to say was, um, it's interesting how you're able to cover all the different things, and this is such a great such a great tribute to Lou. And I'm sure that um, a lot of people that are really you know interested in continuing on the legacy of Lou Reed. Um this is a really great book. It's available on Amazon, available on Barnes and Noble and uh so on Amazon, correct? Aiden? Yes, yeah, you can get it on Amazon. Oh, uh, this perfect. book I think you can get it for for $3 as an ebook. 
Um, I think you have oh, to go there and awesome. motion. Wow. Um, oh, that's great. That's great. And and I wish you lo- a lot of luck on your next um, book that you're working on about Sonny Rollins. That's pretty a pretty interesting subject to do. Um, uh, well, yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, I wanted yeah. to ask Holly, I wanted to ask uh, Aiden, are you doing any book signings in New York or around the area uh, coming up? Or? Um, I don't have anything scheduled right now, but uh, I, I might be um, sometime over the, over the next six months or so um, yeah, at yeah, the moment. Yeah. At the moment, um, honestly, I, I don't even know what I'm doing next week. Um, I'm just, uh, this has just been, <laughs> this has just been, uh, this has been a week, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, there's a lot of stuff going yeah, on. I, 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 have nothing, I have no events in the, on the schedule, um, right now, but, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. yeah, thank you for That's asking great. the, uh, the Sonny Rollins project. If you, uh, if you're a Leonard Cohen fan and mm-hmm. if you like Sonny Rollins, I highly recommend that you listen to uh, Leonard Cohen, um, who by fire he he performs with Sonny Rollins on a uh, a show called Night Music, and you can you can see that that video. Um, uh, that's that's that awesome. Just, uh, something I, I, I want to listen to when when I I got the news. Um, but yeah, th- thank you so much for having me on the show. Um, oh, appreciate I know. It. I really appreciate We're so it. Happy it's, it's, we here. love it. We love it. Did you want to um, stick around when we segue into our pop culture news? Because we have a little bit of pop culture news that we want to cover today. Did you um, uh, cover pretty much everything you wanted to, Spence? Did you ask? Yeah, yeah, I think we're there. Think okay, we're cool. There, yeah. Thank you. Aiden, would you like to hang out for pop culture news and listen to it, or would you like me to meet you? Um, no, yeah, I can hang out. Okay, cool. So we're going to go into pop culture news real quick. Um, Spence and I have some things to do. And again, today, if you missed the um, show, it's Aiden, and I'm, I hope I'm pronouncing your last name right, correct? Lee Levy, correct? Yeah, yeah, Levy. Yeah. Levy. Aiden, mm-hmm. Aiden Levy and uh, Lou Reed, Dirty Boulevard. And if you missed the beginning of this show, again, it will be available on iTunes afterwards. And we are going to go into our pop culture news real quick right now. So here you guys go. Hold on a second. We'll be right back. Who wants yesterday's papers? Who wants yesterday's guns? Who wants yesterday's papers? Nobody in the world At this time I finally
bands, the bands. Yeah. Yeah. So, and very I met many uh, Marla and Thomas and uh, Arturo, Arturo. And uh, I'll tell you, uh, it was a very Thomas Docker, day. yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, and James, that this album James. that we're going to be mm-hmm. covering in March also, and before yeah. with Holly and me. I mean, that this is like, uh, this group is unreal. I mean, James Chance is... Oh, and is, today's the 11th. Today, James Chance's CD drops. So if anybody's out there... Yep. Then yep. went to the concert last night. He can tell you it's yeah. a really great, and it's um, with um, definitely a CD worthwhile picking up. And I definitely would um, in, just encourage everyone if you really want to start your weekend off right, go for it. And as we go into the weekend, um, I think everyone should like try to just like do take care, you know, nurture your own self and take care of yourself, and just um, you know, go go you know, listen to some really great music somewhere or, like, you know, um, do something that feeds your soul, you know what I mean? Like, that you can kind of, like, look inward a little bit more. Because I know this has been a really heavy week for a lot of people, and it's kind of reached its crescendo, you know, with everyone. And, um, you know what I mean? And regardless where we're at, you know, either we were for or not for or, you know, on the fence and everything, you know, it's like right now, just let it all play out right now. And, uh, you know, that's, that's the best, that's the best advice I can give everyone right now, because I think a lot of us are going through our own personal things. And I think that we all just kind of need to not let it engulf us, you know, because I know a lot of people are. I totally agree. Uh, By the way, I want to bring up something. Seven on that, you know. I want, uh, yeah. Holly, I want to uh, bring up that Robin Hitchcock is playing at City Winery, Absolutely. one of the amazing musicians, uh, cool. November 19th. And I'm going to see uh, at MoMA, November 15th, mm-hmm. uh, an opening of a Picabia show at the Museum of Modern Art, which should be amazing. Fantastic. You know, that so there's really a lot cool. of stuff going on in New York. And we got, and yeah, we got so our friend Aaron Zick on next stuff. week, right? We have our friend Aaron, Aaron Zick, yeah. Martin, right? We'll have the Morrison Hotel and Gallery on yep. next Friday. And um, and next Wednesday's show, um, I'm up in the air with that on that right now. Uh, we originally had an amazing photographer who is going to be rescheduling with us. And uh, I'll be um, posting that later. Um, we're going to take a little bit of time off. Um, and we will be back next Friday. And um, on, as far as the West Coast goes, we don't have rain right now. <laughs> Um, we we're looking at it a little bit um, and uh, let's see what else can I say Um, besides um, a lot of just you know crazy making going on they're protesting here you know I know they are in New York no they're doing it in New York I just ran to a police officer on the corner and he's telling me this starting from and you know what he told me he says it's going to be a year and a half of this he told me that's unbelievable yeah well, let's hope not. Let's just send yeah. let's send a lot of love out there to the world. You know, that's yeah, what we got to do right yeah. now. Just let's yeah. send let's send let's send a lot of love. And now I have um, another person in the chat room. Relix T is that your name? Um, I want to thank you so much for being here too, as well. And I want to thank everyone that has tuned in today. This has been a really special show. Um, and again, this is the weekend. Please do not drink and drive, um, and enjoy your weekend. And, uh, you know, just send a lot of love out into the universe right now. Trust me, it'll all come back to you. 
And, uh, you know, always love, hate will get you every time. That's all I'm going to say. So with that, I would like to close the show today with another song that Aiden um, had chosen. And uh, I think it's very fitting. So I'm going to close it with that. And, Spence, did you have anything more you wanted to say? No, no, I think Besides, we're there, and uh, <laughs> thanks for having me on again. I'm looking forward to next oh, week please. and other shows. Yeah, and Spence is involved in a lot of really cool projects right now. He's doing a lot of really cool things, and uh, we're working on a lot of really neat things, and there's a lot of really cool things that Spencer's going to be announcing soon. We can't announce them yet, but there are some really Yeah, there's some things on the brew. I want, I, want to, I want to add something. I want to add something. Yeah, I do yeah. want to add that uh, Judith and I were uh, cataloged now in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. That's and, important. And Lou Reed, mm-hmm. the Lou Reed covers that we're talking about are in that collection. People want to see the credits and things. And if they go to Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, they can see those album covers that are in our collection. It's a very mm-hmm. incredible thing. So that was a big thing. And thank you very much. Yeah. Holly, yeah, great no, that's show. Awesome. Good show. Thank you. Thank you very no, much. No, it was very it was it was very good and um I again, you know, nothing throws me. I think that we we got to talk about the Lou Reed book and Aiden's a really well spoken, educated obviously person on a lot of this in the subject and uh, I'm really looking forward to his sending Rollins and the people that were in the chat room sending me really fun messages. That really made my afternoon, trust me. It really was very funny. And um <laughs> <laughs> All I can say is I think I know who it is Now that I'm looking at the ISP addresses And it's very fun And I just want to say to you guys You know, um, that's fun I'll Go for it You know, it's all logged I don't care, whatever Anyway, with that, here you guys go And we will see you next Friday If not before then, on Wednesday I'll be back with a special guest that I am going to be booking. And um, with that, again, please have a beautiful weekend, and here you guys go. See ya. Bye.
about killing What good is rain that falls up What good's a disease that won't hurt you Why no good, I guess No good at all What good are these thoughts that I'm thinking It must be better Not to be thinking at all A styrofoam lover with emotions of concrete No, not much Not much at all What good is life without living What good is lying at bar You love the life of this throwaway nightly It's not fair Not fair at all What's good Oh baby, what's good Life's good, but not fair at all. 